0: Hey guys, TJ Loeffler here. I just wanna say thank you for joining and I wanna let you know that you're in the right place if you wanna get back to basics so you can get more out of life by doing less than you think. We're gonna cover a lot of different things in this episode but I want you to know that the most important thing you can do is to remove the ideas that you have about the things you're about to listen to, okay? I want you to approach this episode like a child. What can you learn from this experience? I've gone through a deep awakening. I've hired professional help. You're gonna hear from multiple people throughout the course of season two all through my voice and the that I've taken and the process that I've gone through, okay? I want you to be able to take this and make it practical and actually apply change to your life. So all that requires is for you to just have an open hand as you listen, all right? I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Also, I forgot to mention that I accidentally wrote a book and I mean that genuinely. We were trying to create a guide for what you're listening to and I wrote too much. So we created a book and it's awesome. It's going to be online at corepillars.com, C-O-R-E-P-I-L-L-A-R-S.com, or tjloffler.com. Highly recommend as a gift or just checking it out if it's something that you want to come back to because you like what you listen to. Thank you guys again for being here. I appreciate you. Reflection is the fifth core pillar to what I believe is a sustainable life. And I want to talk about it in the context of the word clarity today. Reflection can bring so much clarity to your life, but Many of us are not even stepping into the place of seeking reflection, or if we do, we're not seeking it in a healthy way. And I'm going to explain exactly what that means today. But first, I want to talk about what we're not talking about. Okay? I'm not going to be the one to sit here and to tell you that you need to have a certain process of getting reflection in your life, or that there's one way to do this. Because frankly, I think there's many, many, many different ways that are the right ways. And I'd say that for every single episode, Frankly, almost anything I talk about, there's many ways to get to what we're trying to achieve here. And this is, in this instance, it's clarity. I want more clarity, and this is one of the main things that I work with people on. In this idea of getting more clarity on bigger decisions in their life and pivotal moments, uh, navigating transition, navigating important changes, and and really breaking cycles that they've been living in for for a length of time, sometimes a lifetime. So I really do feel like, in terms of what I can talk about today, and the journey that I've been on, and I would say over a decade of reflection and refinement of reflection that I've been through there are timeless pieces of perspective that will change the way you think about what reflection means to you and I'm hoping that you're going to understand maybe a new way of thinking about this a new perspective that will help you get the right mindset you need to not just enter into a period of reflection but also do it from a place that's healthy so I know the power of what we're talking about today can can really change Not just your headspace, but the decisions that you make. But the only person that really is in control of that change is you. When you take some of the things I talk about today and apply it to your life, I really believe that you're not going to want to go back to operating from the place of not understanding what's going through your mind or what's going through your heart, and just kind of going through your day on the treadmill that I call it, you know, on the hamster wheel, where you just you're not taking a step back to actually think about, you know, the wins as well as the challenges and, and a number of other things, but before I go further, I'm just qualifying myself by saying I'm not a counselor. I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a psychotherapist or any of that. What I am, though, is somebody who has been on the phone with people for thousands of hours, and I've been through a journey for over 10 years of just really deep introspection. I'm a reflective person by nature. I do do life coaching, but people ask me how long I've been doing it, and I say 31 years. How long I've been alive. It's inside of me. I've I've been advising, counseling, coaching people, consulting people, all different roles, by the way, mentoring people. I've been doing that my whole life. And there's there's reason for that in my story. But for a different episode, a different topic of discussion. What you need to know though is that the authority that I speak from is not one that I have, you know, full expertise. I am the expert, but it is from personal experience and personal journey. A personal journey of, of transformation and how I even approach my own way of thinking, and that's really what I help people with is I, I help them with their mindset before any strategy or tactics about how they approach their life, how they think about their life. and at the core of what reflection is is it's about mindset and it's about how it's about how we understand and look at our mindset, and what are the different pieces or things that are being cultivated in our mind, and I call them the beliefs that we have cultivated in our mind, and I want to help you get clarity today. All right. Now, studies show that at a high level here, studies show that high levels of insight or self-awareness, keywords, okay, insight or self-awareness, people who have high levels of of insight or self-awareness feel more in control of their lives and they have more dramatic personal growth and are generally more calm and content. And a lot of people that I work with, they wrestle with discontentment. They wrestle with not being able to be present. They wrestle with uh, not feeling like they're in a level of control of their life, whether it's professionally or personally or some some capacity. And this is really within my story as well. So I resonate with that. I understand it. The problem here, according to research by psychologist, Dr. Tasha Urich, is that about 95% of people think they're self-aware, but only 10 to 15% of people actually are. So sure, the the right type of reflection, healthy reflection can bring you clarity which is what we're talking about today. But the problem is most people don't even know that that is necessary because they think they're self-aware enough already. So I want you to think about reflection for clarity, but I want you to first think about, well, do I even think that I need reflection? And hopefully by now, you 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 know you chose to listen to this episode, so there's something of interest here to you. But I think it's more about, you know is your mind and is your heart open to the message I want to share with you? And And reflection is really about getting the right questions. What we say, you know, our company is, we talk about it as holding the mirror up to you. You know, it's hard to read the label from the inside of the jar, right? If you're inside the jar, it's hard to read your own label. So what we do is we hold the mirror up to you so you can read it for yourself. In coaching, the big difference between coaching and consulting is that in coaching, we really see the person on the other side receiving as the expert. So we see you as the expert versus, for example, in consulting, seeing us as the expert. And so what I mean by that is the only way we can really draw out your expertise is if we're asking you the right questions for your own reflection. And so we've become, I think, pretty good at asking questions or the right questions. And, you know, for me, that has been a journey in terms of my awakening to the need to make reflection a priority. I wasn't always asking myself, you know, maybe some of the more honest questions I need to ask myself. One of the things that was amazing about my upbringing is my father always was asking me the right questions. I remember there was a tough decision I had at one point about what school to go to. And and one school, uh, UVA, University of Virginia, was much better school for business than uh, Virginia Tech. And I fortunately, and I genuinely don't know how this happened because my SAT scores were not very good, but I was accepted to both schools. And so I had this difficult decision to make. I think this is a great example of kind of the idea of being able to point this back to you and, and say, you're the expert here. My dad was the person I went to. I said, "Dad, what what do you think I should do? I've got these two options in front of me, and they're both good options, but clearly, like UVA is a better school." And he asked me. He said, "What are you going to school for? Why are you going to college?" And I said, "To become a better person." And you know, at the time, there was this event that happened April 16th at Virginia Tech. There was a shooting, and it was really traumatic. My sister was there, and I watched. Uh, you know, my girlfriend at the time, my brother was there, and I watched all these different. People's stories, people I love and care about their stories, how those stories kind of unfolded and how people responded to that, that event and that situation. And whereas most people I think, and I didn't really accept the gravity of this, most people would have said, No, I want to turn away from a place that had something like that happen. I was really drawn to it. And as my dad asked me that question, he said, Okay, so you want to go someplace where you want to become a better person. And so it wasn't primarily focused on quote education. Opportunity, he said. Well, okay. So, which school do you think offers that best opportunity for you to become a better person? And I said, Virginia Tech. And he said, Well, okay. Well, sounds like you know what to do. And of course, as a father, he would want me to go to whatever school would set me up for success. And the right choice quote right choice would have been to go to UVA. And I think many parents understandably would have directed their child to UVA in that example, if I wanted to go for business, just objectively, factually, there was a difference at the time, especially. And that's not to say to to put Virginia Tech down that, or, or UVA up, it was just to say there was a factual difference. And I thought it was very empowering that my dad decided to ask me that question to leave the answer with me. And I think that's the purpose of reflection and clarity, those two things together. I think the purpose of reflection is for you to have not just the clarity that you need, but the confidence in your decision-making. And a lot of people, I want to talk really quickly about this idea of fear of better options. Okay, The New York Times published a piece about what happens to people who spend a relentless amount of time researching all the best options for fear they'll miss out on the best one. Researchers call them the maximizers, Okay, or us. I, I can include myself in this many times in my life I've done this. So while they tend to make better decisions, here's what's interesting, they're less satisfied with those decisions. Why? Because maximizers, they feel loads of regret, second guessing and fearing there was still a better option out there. The good news is there's a way to resolve this, okay? In option overload, in today's world, the solution to the problem is to learn how to clearly state the minimum outcome you're willing to accept. We're going to talk about this in a second. But it's a different way of saying we need to learn how to know what we need or our priorities. right? And the question is really what matters most to you? And that's what my dad was able to highlight to me in that moment of clarity. And what I'm trying to articulate or illustrate is an example of what healthy reflection looks like. It's helping somebody understand what matters most to them and helping them make the decision based on that information. Now, my dad also included the factual evidence. He said, well, so you know there is a difference in terms of the opportunity set that most people will find if they go to UVA versus Virginia Tech for business. Notwithstanding the fact that that's not your primary reason going for going to a school, it's important you understand that. And then, by the way, he just gives me that choice and says, well, what do you want to do? It's extending truth and leaving choice up to you. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to reflection, a lot of us at a high level here, a lot of us have this idea, this myth, I already know me, or I already know the truth about me. I already know with honesty what I want, what I think, et cetera. And it prevents us from really getting honest with ourselves, helping us see and understand what matters most to us. Okay, blind spots, the truth is, blind spots keep us from making the change that we need. That's the truth. And if we have this assumption that we already know ourselves, like the 95% of people who think they're self-aware, then you're falling outside of those 10 to 15% of people who actually are. And I think the most self-aware people, as I've kind of grown in my own maturity here in reflection, after journaling for the last decade and having more journals almost than I do books, I think it's important to understand that we have to be able to acknowledge that we just don't know certain things about ourselves. And so that's where reflection really becomes a powerful tool. And so I'm using this to illustrate that. And I hope that you can kind of see that with me. Now, signs and just, just kind of pointing to signs that something needs to change. And if I if you haven't already understood this, I'm going to make it super clear. If you think you already know yourself and everything there is to know about you, if you think that you're the type of person where if I were to ask you to sit down and write X, Y, Z things about yourself, and you don't do it just because you say, well, I already know me, and you're jumping to that conclusion, I would say that there's a sign that something needs to change. And the reason I say that is because of all the conversations I've had and all of the actual moments I've had in terms of going through that reflection process where the most powerful moments are the are the moments where I've actually started to see something about myself that I had assumed was different. That I actually wanted a different life, that I wanted a different profession, that I wanted diff- something different than what maybe a friend, a parent, a coach, a teacher, a mentor, a somebody might have wanted for me. And those moments of clarity, of honesty with myself, actually empowered me. Rather than having to confront that situation and feel sorry for myself that I'd made decisions separate from what I actually wanted, those situations actually empowered me to make the change that I wanted in my life. And so approaching your life as if you already know yourself is to approach your life with conclusions. And approaching your life with conclusions about things is a dangerous place to live mentally. And I see a lot of people limit themselves because they already have conclusions, or I'll call them narratives, that they're telling themselves, they've been telling themselves, and they aren't able to break out of those narratives, mainly because they're seeking new answers with the same questions. If you want new answers, you need new questions. That's the power of reflection. Now, another sign or signal that something might need to change, okay, is that if on this idea of conclusions, okay? If you are your own worst critic, in other words, if you're approaching reflection with criticism all the time, right? So one of the things that we like doing is we like engaging people in what they like about their life first. We like engaging people with what's going great, with what they're winning at, with even if it's small, the things they can be grateful for. The key to you know true wealth inside is having a grateful heart. And if you can't genuinely come to that place where that's one of the first things that you're able to resonate with, and by the way, gratitude, psychologists say gratitude's one of the least felt emotions, which is such a terrible thing to say, but it's true. And probably mainly because out of the 3,000 some words for emotions, two thirds of them are negative. So it's easy to see that we have our choices laid out for us, especially in, in the English language, at least. But I want to highlight this because if we're, of that judgmental, critical attitude towards ourselves all the time, then it's likely that we're not able to be fully honest with ourselves. And what I mean by that is we're not able to fully acknowledge the things that we need to, to receive forgiveness in, to the things that we need to see change in, the things that we need to, to actually believe are, are different for our lives. You know, And if we come to the place of judgment, for example, I'll give you one clear example, and I say with ourselves, it's, I already know how I'm going to behave in this situation. And I'm critical of myself for that because I always do that. You have come into agreement with one of the strongest levels of agreement, which is the, I am. I am an idiot. I am not worthy. I am my own worst critic. I am not beautiful, not loved, etc." Those are the highest levels of agreements you can make about yourself. And they're very critical. And Many of us, because we've been around critical people, judgmental people in our lives, we need a judgment detox. We need to remove ourselves from those voices that we've heard, that we continue to hear. And one of the only ways we can do that is if we come to a place of acceptance rather than judgment, or we open ourselves up to curiosity rather than criticism. I wonder why I think that way versus I always think that way. Okay. Another really important uh, and maybe powerful insight in terms of something that you can use as a signal to potentially recognize that there needs to be a change in your life as it relates to reflection because that you just don't have a process or a habit of reflecting. And and when you do, for example, you find yourself kind of jumping back into those narratives. So if you're journaling, right, and you have this process or habit of reflecting, maybe you jump as you think about the things, the questions that you have, I remember journaling from years ago. And I would, I would find myself actually critiquing what I was writing in fear that somebody else might read it. And it's such an empowering thought to realize I can speak freely here in this safe place, knowing that even if somebody reads it, this is what's honest and true to me. And that's okay. And being able to answer you know, to your own thoughts, oh my gosh, that just came out of me and that's okay. And being able to acknowledge that that's a part of the process is really important. That's a really powerful thing. That's where I've had some of my deepest core beliefs changed, is when I've been able to get to that point where I've been honest with myself enough to say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I think that about myself, and that's okay. I can't believe that I want that for my life. That's totally different than what everybody else had, had maybe believed I want because of whatever decisions I've made up until this point. In other words, I might have to change my entire trajectory of my life. I might have to become a totally new person to everybody. I might lose friends. I might not, and that's okay. But being able to come to that place where you can say that, or in other words, a sign where you aren't even able to come to that place, a sign of unhealthiness here is where you limit yourself and you're, and you're not able to come to that place where you're even able to get to the point where you can say, Is that okay? That is something that's really important. Okay. And I think being able to identify this is really important for us to understand how to express our own needs. I find a lot of people are living in relationships where they feel powerless, where they're letting other people and I I've experienced this, so I know this personally, but we live in relationships where we feel powerless because we don't feel like we can express our needs because of our fear of how somebody else is going to react. If you can't express your needs, for example, with yourself, then there's no way there's no way you're gonna be able to express your needs for somebody with somebody else. And so I want I want you to consider this as you think about reflection and healthy reflection, I want you to consider this because I think this is going to really help you. Okay, especially as you think about what you what you need to do with thinking about how you get some clarity in your life about what's going to be aligned with with your best self, not what's going to work for everyone else, okay because if you're aligned with yourself, if you're aligned with what you believe that God has got for you, trust me it's working out better for everybody else. I don't care who or what they have to say or their opinions about it. It is just gonna be better for everybody else, all right now. I think that it's important to recognize, and just kind of want to like wrap this up in in a box, really, in terms of thinking about the um, and it's called the the four self awareness archetypes, and and this is actually from Harvard Business Review, okay, and I want to use this because I think this is going to be it's by Dr. Dr. Tasha Yurich. And I want to use this because I think this is going to be a really helpful way rather than just giving you the the practical tips the, to change, et cetera. I think a framework for thinking about your level of self-awareness might be a better place to start. We're definitely going to make this available to you guys. And and we are going to have a tool for kind of helping you understand to see where you're at in your own self-awareness and reflection, rather, uh, in back to basics in the book. But this two-by-two two matrix, I think, will really help you. So if you think about, you know, I'll call it a pleaser first. Okay. And this is, and I say this because it's off of this two by two matrix of the four self awareness archetypes by Tasha Irich. The pleasers have high external self awareness, but they have low internal self awareness, back to this idea of expressing your own needs. Okay. They can be so focused on appearing a certain way to others, they could be overlooking what matters most to them. Okay. That's one level of self awareness. Now, the seekers, have a low external self awareness and a low internal self awareness they don't know yet who they are what they stand for how how other people see them as a result they might feel stuck or frustrated with their performance or relationships so there's low external and low internal self awareness as a seeker now there's the introspector who has low external self awareness and high internal self awareness what that means is they're clear on who they are but they don't challenge their own views or search for blind spots by getting feedback from others and I would say this is this is really where I've seen the most growth in going from an introspector or a pleaser at different uh, environments in my life to becoming more aware and becoming more aware the person who's more aware is high external self-awareness and high internal self-awareness. They know who they are and what they want to accomplish and they seek out and value other people's opinions. they're able to balance those two other people's opinions and opinions of their of themselves and really I believe you got to incorporate for me. And again, this is for me, but you got to incorporate the the perspective from God in this situation about him and his view, because oftentimes I'll find that sometimes, I don't know if that makes sense. Oftentimes I'll find that my opinion doesn't necessarily matter. I just really want to follow what I believe God wants me because I know his plan is better than what I could create for myself. And I found that multiple times in my life. But in being aware, this is where leaders are are beginning to fully realize the true benefits of self-awareness and actually fulfilling their potential. So I I want you to actually experience more of your potential. I want you to move from being a pleaser or a seeker or an introspector, and I want you to move to becoming that person who's more aware. And I really want you to be able to do that in a way, and I think there's practical things you can do, but I want you to do that through just simply creating space or an opportunity, scheduling time for yourself to be reflective in nature. And this is different from active rest in the sense that you're able to engage in new questions. Active rest is more of a uh, an opportunity for you to let your mind be free in a setting where you can maybe tangibly or physically be engaging your hands or your you know in, in some sort of activity that allows you to truly rest. but in reflection, you might actually find that it challenges you mentally in a way where you're forced to kind of look within that there's a, a greater sense of self-awareness that you're gaining that's an intentional. Level of self awareness versus an active rest. I think we gain a greater sense of self awareness that's maybe unintentional because we're actually trying to get away from that effort that we need to to raise self awareness within ourselves. Or in other words, we're allowing that subconscious activity to present something to us, allow something to surface. And so in reflection, it is it is a little bit more intentional, and that's why I found it's really helpful to have other people engage with us because sometimes we just don't know how to be more. Intentional with that process, and I was on the phone with somebody the other day who joined the boot camp, and they said, "You know, I, Tito, I just I don't even know how to break out of the narratives I keep coming back to." It's very clear to me now that I have blind spots, and he said, "How do I do that?" And I said, "Well, that's that's why we're on the phone, right? That's why we're on the phone because there's this process of you breaking free of some of the narratives that you keep coming back to about, you know, who you are and what you're meant to do professionally and why you're doing that professionally and all of that." But you need to maybe get a new framework and even give somebody else permission to ask you the questions that nobody else is asking you. Honestly, a lot of times it's the questions that other people are too afraid to ask you. And one example, and just kind of leave us with this, is this idea and a really powerful shift in being reflective. Okay, somebody who I'd been working with for, we've been working together for a year and a half, but they've gone through counseling for years. And there's this time in their life where they really felt like they were still kind of being limited by this perspective that they had from a time in their past. And so uh, we were going through it. And there's a time to validate that and a time to move on from that. And this had come up several times, this specific you know point of their past. And the goal in coaching is to move you from past to future freely, so you can move forward and advance rather than just kind of staying stuck and getting new perspective on. The things that we can't control that are beyond that we're beyond now. And so, as we went back to this moment from his past, his perspective, this memory, this moment, I started asking him questions. I said, You know, really, like in this moment, I, I know that there's grief. Have you given yourself enough time to grieve that? And the answer was yes. And then I said, Well, can we move from grief to gratitude? Because had it not been for this opportunity, this moment in time, then we wouldn't be where we are today. In other words, There needs to be a perspective shift on that. And to be able to ask that question, you need to be able to have somebody who can maybe see something that you can't. And sometimes we're too close to things. And so that's where I think the power of counseling, which I have a counselor. I've had a counselor for the last couple of years. I think that's so powerful. The power of coaching is so powerful because we're able to actually get somebody to look under the hood and maybe ask the questions or look at something that we're not looking at because we're so fixated. On what was broken or what wasn't working or what isn't working right now, and so if you don't have that in your life, whatever aspect of that looks like for you, like a mentor and a friend is good, but sometimes they're not the person that you can give full permission to. so I want you to just consider that as you're listening to this, and I want you to consider what it might look like if you are at a point where you need to be more reflective and introspective so you can get direction on how you're approaching your life. I want you to consider, hey, maybe I don't know everything I need to know about myself. And maybe there's something to be gained from having somebody ask the questions that I'm either too afraid to ask, I don't know to ask, or I haven't given anybody permission to ask. And I think you'll find a lot of benefit from that. And this is not a plug for necessarily like, you know, working with me because that's honestly, it's not right for everybody. And, And, but I do think like what I've learned is it's super powerful and it's people's lives are transformed because they're able to actually challenge core beliefs they've been operating from, programs they've been running. From from their entire life, and when you run and start running that new program, I mean a lot of the decisions that you're making start to change. So I hope that you guys are starting to make new decisions, even just by having this conversation with me, in which you're listening. And I appreciate that, and I appreciate you for that. So thank you. But I hope that you guys, even more importantly, are able to get a new perspective on what reflection looks like in your life. And I hope that you're able to actually start establishing a pattern, maybe even if it's just simply gratitude in the morning, or if it's a a time for uh, for asking yourself questions, or even a journal, a journal with prompts or hiring somebody to help you. I, I think that you will find so much benefit in being able to get more clarity on not just who you are, but where you're going. And, uh, and, I, and I think that there's going to be a breakthrough for some of you. And I'd love to hear more about that. So we're going to get some of these tools I mentioned up for you. I appreciate you guys for listening. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time, energy, and attention. The best thing that you can do if you got value is share this episode with someone, family, friend, coworker, client, anybody that you think would also get value. If you want to stay in touch with me, go ahead to visit my website, tjloeffler.com, T-J-L-O-E-F-F-L-E-R.com. And there you can sign up to get messages from me, including show notes, subscription to the podcast, weekly letters that I write just honestly, authentically about what's going on in my life or private events that hosting, etc. And the last thing that I'll say is if you really got value out of this season in particular, back to basics, my book is going to be available corepillars.com C-O-R-E, pillars, P-I-L-L-A-R-S.com, is going to be the place that you can be directed to get access to that book. If you're wanting to go deeper into the subject that we're talking about today, if you just want to have it on hand, it's really meant to be a timeless piece for people to revisit when they need to kind of get balanced. I want you to get more out of your life by doing less than you think. So I've hope that that's a succinct way for you to do that. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. I love you. That's all for now. Until next time.